What's up, South Florida sports fans? Jeremy Taché here, and welcome to another episode of Bally Sports Miami Miked Up. An unbelievable time in South Florida sports right now is you have the Miami Heat taking on the New York Knicks in game six at home on Friday night with the Heat Live post game show. Afterward, you got the Panthers taking on the Maple Leafs on the road in game five with the Panthers live post game show afterward. And of course, don't forget about the Marlins as Yuri Perez makes his major league debut on Friday night. The top prospect in the Marlins organization supposed to have a very bright future ahead of him that game is on at 640 on Bally Sports and you can watch that entire game there along with the Marlins live post game show so plenty going on in South Florida sports we hope you get your fill on Bally Sports and today we are going to have a breakdown of everything going on in this Heat Knicks series as they approach game six with playoff Jimmy and the Miami Heat headed back to Miami with a chance to close out this series we have the one and only Amy Otterbert joining me on this episode so let's just go ahead and get right to that interview Amy Otterbert right here on Miami Miked Up. And now on this episode of Miami Miked Up, we welcome Amy Otterbert, who's been breaking things down all year long on our Miami Heat broadcasts, but you can also continue to see her on the Heat Live postgame show. You can see her Friday night after game six. And as this continues throughout the postseason, I'm going to go ahead and assume the close, say the Heat take care of things in round two. In the next round, you'll continue to see her on the Heat Live postgame show Amy, thank you for, in the midst of the craziest time of the year, making this happen. It's wonderful to have you here. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. You're just like my partner, my radio partner, Jax. He's very positive. <laughs> he always kind of just like puts things into the world and that's the way it is. And uh, yeah, let's go, let's go with that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you definitely feel right. You definitely feel like tomorrow kind of has that, even though it's not, it does have a game seven vibe, at least for Miami. Um, they've got to, they got to take care of business at home. Yeah, they really do. Um, You know what? Let's just dive right into it. Let's dive right into this. (laughs) The Heat now lead this series 3-2 before they come home tomorrow night for Game 6. Last night with the Knicks facing elimination, an unreal performance from Jalen Brunson, a really solid performance from the New York Knicks after that first quarter. Um, Amy, overall, what did you see that the Knicks were able to do in in Game 5 to be able to secure the victory? Make shots. I mean, they, it was that it was that second quarter, that thirty-six point quarter. Which, by the way, their big three had thirty-one of their thirty-six mm. in that frame, and eighty-eight of their one twelve on the season, or excuse me, on the game. So, uh, and Miami, and what Miami didn't make shots, and it, at times, it, and this is not a disrespect to Miami, but it kind of felt more like a regular season game yeah. in that the really good three-point shots that were wide open just weren't falling. I think the stat coming out is 36 of 43 were considered open or wide open for Miami. So they got some great looks. They just didn't fall. Um, I appreciated that. And I know that it's funny. I, I know a lot of old school coaches and even myself at times would say, if the three's not falling, you know, find another play, no, another way to win. And the way the NBA is nowadays, and especially when you're looking at a team that has some really great rim protection inside like the Knicks, if you can generate outside shots, you have to keep shooting them. Yep. You you have to. And that's what we saw in the fourth quarter, especially with Duncan Robinson for Miami. But New York at times, um, I, I did say this on the broadcast. I said, this is this is the New York that Miami was expecting in terms of a team that was going to 
be really tough and gritty and then run you down the other way, get to the paint, touch out, kick out, spray threes. And they were hitting them where they hadn't been. And I don't want to take away from the first four games and Miami's gritty defense themselves. I think they've been fantastic and really limiting New York um, and really playing tougher them than them for the majority of, of the series. Um, New York kind of got back to what they wanted to do in that particularly second and third quarter. And it was really hard to get back in the game. The fact that it was a three point game late was absolutely incredible. Um, it's not a moral victory at all. I think those guys, I mean, even being at shoot around yesterday morning, they're so intense, like jobs, not done. The lock-in has been incredible. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, and it's, and I know it was weird because I know, because I know um, Spo in his post game last night kind of thought that, they had got a little out hustled and his his term is in the air on the ground, all those mm-hmm. loose balls. But when you look at the hustle stats, I mean, they dominated most of them, which the, the 29 to five was the points off turnovers. They won the paint. They won the second chance. Um, the only one they didn't win was the fast break, but that's because New York got some really nice looks in transition. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was kind of, I think that was what was expected of New York this entire series. And uh, it's going to be interesting um, with their two starters playing 48 minutes. Quinton Grimes looked like he got a little banged up there on a possession um, when his knee locked a little yeah. and he played through it. He played the entire game. Here we go. They, you know, <laughs> I think I think tomorrow night's going to be an entirely, Kyle Lowry says it all the time, each, different, each game is an entirely different game. But I sit there and I'm like, I feel like I need ice watching these yeah. guys go. It's such a physical series. Yep. And um, yeah, ouch. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and, and and we touched on a lot there because there is so much going on in the series where really last night was really the first time where the Knicks were the better team in a game. I think even even in game two where they ultimately won it, you know, I think a lot of people whether you were a Knicks fan, whether you were a Heat fan, whether you were watching it in the media, most people felt like, oh man, Game 2 was almost an example of the fact that the Heat were the better team despite the fact that they lost. Where in Game 5, you know, the Knicks really did step up. And like you mentioned, some of the things that we saw from Miami were, were some of the same flaws that we saw in the regular season, particularly not rebounding the ball very well and not shooting the ball very well. And so one guy that I do want to shout out who you mentioned is Duncan Robinson. Uh, I I think what he did last night was really sensational. It's a shame it comes in a loss. For him to come in and put up that type of performance, 17 points, 5 of 10 from 3, a ton of minutes, and basically it felt like they were running the offense through him in the fourth quarter for for a huge stretch as they were coming back. What does it say about his mental toughness and preparedness to be able to come in and have a performance like that despite the fact that it ends up in a loss? Yeah, I think, and I would think of Duncan's season, my first season with the team. So I'm just getting to know a lot of these guys and, and really um, focusing in on on them as players too. Uh, that's it. I think of his shoulders up because I don't think anyone's going to sit here and say he was happy with his role in the rotation this season or right. in last year's postseason. Um, he's still the all-time leader in this franchise in three-point making. Right. And it, it's absolutely incredible. So really, like, yes, his goal, his his job is when you're thrown in there, shoot the ball, but yep. not even just shoot the ball, make them. And <laughs> I think that takes a lot of mental fortitude to be able to just really lock in on the job and not even the game, but the possession, the shot. Um, Duncan is really good in 
when he's stepping in, so when he gets really good setups, but then the other one where I find he's really dangerous and maybe even a bit more is when he gets to put the ball on the deck for a dribble. And really, and he did that. He was able to get into a side step many times last night. Um, but I, I loved that. And I think Caleb, Kyle, a lot of guys were doing this. They were going to this kind of, they're running a ball screen coming out the right side, touching the paint. A lot of times it almost looked like they were getting, getting underneath the basket, which to me meant, I'm not sure if the intention was to even shoot, but it was a backside dunk and drift. Right. And he executed and hit the shots. But I mean, really that started in Milwaukee. He had some big games in Milwaukee. And yep. I mean, and, and that means that, and we said Max didn't get a whole lot of shots in the Milwaukee series, but that's because he was being guarded and not given a whole lot. Yep. And now with Duncan having this performance, it's like, it's such a ripple effect. So mm-hmm. I think the fact that he got in there and I mean, he is, he's one of the greatest shooters that we've seen around here ever. Mm-hmm. And for him to go in there and execute in that moment and at the garden, I was, I was really, really happy for him um, because I just, I can't, it can't be easy and at all and uh, i love that his teammates went to him and, and he was really really sustaining at times it was cool to see him perform that way particularly late in the game but also part of the reason that that he did have to step up and play that way in the fourth quarter is because at times in last night's game jimmy butler didn't seem quite himself the the singularly dominant player that we've seen throughout these playoffs you know whether it was from an aggression standpoint or from a burst standpoint but I mean, that said, he did almost have a triple-double, still led the Heat in scoring, was still great, just not the singular dominance that, that we've seen from him throughout. Um, what did you see in this game that was either maybe, you know, the way the Knicks defended Jimmy or Jimmy's mentality that changed? And, you know, what do you, what do you expect from playoff Jimmy in Game 6 as we come home to Miami? Yeah, I think that we all now expect Jimmy to, to be a – an alien yeah, every night. Exactly. Go do things that no one else can do, Jimmy, every single night. And right. um, I, well, I think we all still are trying to crack the Butler code um, and no one ever actually will. Um, I think that everything Jimmy does is very methodical. Like he, he is very intelligent and on both uh, on the court, off the court. Mm-hmm. But I think that he thrives in games when he gets his teammates involved. And I think he understands the importance of that, not just for a game, but for the series um, as a whole. And unfortunately, when he checked in there in the fourth quarter, he got that jumper, that mid-range jumper. It was kind of like, all right, we're good, we're good. But you credit New York. I mean, the thing is, we all forget New York, they – from like they're they're not like and I say this as a compliment like they're nasty group like they're yeah. gnarly they're gonna get after him defensively I thought the one um one play at the end when when Quinton Grimes came up mm. with the still on Jimmy but I thought he got a sh- really got his shoulder into it but it was it, I thought it was pretty consistent mm-hmm. officiated I thought you know they it was really physical game um but had that went the other way um you always wonder it's kind of those swing games but for Jimmy I think um, that he knows that getting his teammates involved and and he that's one of the things I, I really just admire about him so much is that so many times stars try to dominate and take over while he has I'm not sure he you can't say he's been selfish about it no he, has, he knows that he he knows that he has the ability to pr- score on pretty much anyone in this league when he wants or at least have a good shot at getting the free throw line but um I thought New York defended him really well and he but if if teams want to throw multiple bodies at him or defend him really well and get tough, he has no problem being like, all right, like, right. You hit one, bam, <laughs> you know, give it to somebody else. And so I think also it came up in our, in our broadcast. Oh, he, he's not taking over the way he does. And he was one rebound and one assist short of a triple double. Exactly. 
It's crazy. This was midway through the the, the fourth quarter. So I think we've got a little bit spoiled in particular yep. with the, the, the late Milwaukee games in terms of just like thinking that no one's even going to put any kind of <laughs> resistance on him. Right. Sure, you knew the Knicks were going to put some sort of resistance on him, and, and, they, and you definitely saw that. So um, I, I'm really I, I'm anxious but excited about tomorrow night. Yeah, you think uh, averaging 49 points per game over a couple of games is maybe a, a bit of a stretch of an expectation from a player? <laughs> yeah, I think uh, m- maybe they're a bit high right now. And, and it's understandable because Jimmy has been an alien, as you as you described. I mean, he has been a freak of nature throughout this postseason. And again, last night, still that close to a triple-double. Um, so last sort of piece of observation before we look at, at game six. Um, Duncan and Max combined, I believe, nine for 20 from three. But outside of that, the Heat were pretty dreadful shooting. We also talked about the rebounding disparity. Mitchell Robinson really had a a great game for New York as an offensive rebounder. Nonetheless, uh, you saw those types of performances. And in those two places, the shooting and the rebounding, for you, you know, how much do those things go together? And if, if not, which one is more important for the Heat to sort of improve in game six to have a greater chance of winning? It's a good question. I mean, obviously, it's a make or miss league in some, in in a majority of conversations, and you certainly saw that last night. Mm-hmm. But I'm always going to lean into rebounding. I think when you have, I've said this multiple times, when you have the ball in your hands, you have a lot more opportunity to control pace, mm-hmm. tempo, and dictate games. Right? Defensively, you can only when you have the ball in your hands, you're the only person slash team that can score. And in the point of this game, you know, score more points. And so for a team like Miami that really prides themselves on their ability to actually dictate defensively, they need to have the ball in their hands as well, right, to really capitalize. Because obviously, while they have shown that they can win in multiple ways, high scoring, low scoring, I think there's something to be said about keeping games in the mud, as we like mm-hmm. to say. Um, so I, I will go back to the rebounding. Uh, but sometimes that's a funny number because it's very dependent on shooting percentages. Yep, right? yep. And so that's it. As you look at the, I'm looking at the box, the 50 rebounds that the Knicks had last night, 36 of them were defensive uh, because Miami missed a lot of shots. Yep. So um, I think it's kind of a give and take with a little bit. But if you ask me, if I, if you ask me, I'm always going to get a little bit more fired up about the rebounding. Uh, And it's a tough task against, especially when you got Mitchell Robinson, who really did have his best game of the series, I thought, last night. I think Miami's done such a great job on him. Um, so it'll, it'll be interesting to, to see what he's able to, to do, um, tomorrow night as well. Well, now we head toward game six, as you mentioned, Brunson and Grimes both played 48 minutes and it's going to be a 48 hour turnaround for them to be able to come back in, in game six. Um, you got the heat, you got Jimmy Butler. What are your thoughts on game six? And I do want to get a, a prediction from Amy Otterbert as to who wins and which, uh, if we were doing this sort of like the hockey three stars of the game, if you could give me three players you think will, will stand out in this game for Miami. Ooh, let me get my box. That's hard. That's hard. Um, <laughs> well, of course I'm going to pick the Heat. Um, yeah, of course. As I think, be. let's not forget, I mean, not including that Atlanta play in. The team has right. not dropped the game in this playoff. They've Nuts. been quick. It, it's been fantastic. And uh, I, credit, I credit the energy on the home crowd, but then also – Spo's been talking about it all season is that 
they have value in making their home court a place that teams don't want to play. Mm -hmm. And while it hasn't always gone their way at home by one of the 54 clutch games, I think it certainly has been a place that they've been pretty tough in. They have a really good home record. So I think that home court advantage does mean something to this team. Um, When I think of games three and four, the first set of this um, last night, the first thing I think of is both games started with Bam, mano and mano with Julius Randle, and he yep. came up with two monster defensive stops. And I think that fires that bench up and definitely our booth up more yep. than people realize because <laughs> that's kind of one of those, like, you're working for it tonight. It doesn't mean you're not going to get yours, but you're working for it. And yep. I think that this team is that Spo uses all the time gnarly. Like, they're gnarly, and they're on their home court. And now for them – I'm not saying they did not approach last night as a business and must win, but there is a bit more mm, like yeah. deep, like, and, and this team's been playing in these types of pressure games for two and a half months now. Remember it feels like last year, but when you were chasing that sixth spot and it felt like every single game had so much weight to it, right. of course, no game has more weight to it than this one right here. Um, we're seeing tomorrow night, but this team has, um, put that on their shoulders so many times this season, especially as of late, that I don't think the pressure gets to them at all that way. I think it's more being excited yep. to have the opportunity to punch a ticket to the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference Finals on your home court. Um, and it stars, I mean, I'm not, I can't, I can't leave, say not, I can't not say Jimmy Butler. <laughs> of course, know, of course. In the way in the, the, way in the light. Um, I think I, I'm going to give Bam the game. A, yep. a star. I think that he's just been, you know, Bam doesn't give enough himself enough grace, and that's probably because mm. a lot of other people don't give him enough grace. But what Amen. Bam does on both sides of the court, and a lot of the stuff he does does not show up on a box score, in particular, even offense. I mean, he anchors their offense. Think of that. Amazing. He's always been dribbling off screens. He catches from that kill box. He makes reads. None of that shows up. Right. Um, and this is a guy that should have probably been a little bit higher on the defensive player of the year voting, mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, anyways, and my third star, I kind of want to get four because this is why I love this team. And this is yep. why I think that they have gotten as far as they have is because there's so many guys that you can put in that third star and none of it would be a surprise. No. You know, I think I always, I think Caleb's been the X factor. Um, He's been tremendous. I'm glad but you I think him up. Matt, But, oh, Caleb, to me, has so much value to this team I on both sides of the ball. And while I'm sure nothing that he said, but while I'm sure it wasn't nice for him to have to come off in the second line, um, he's been so important because of the insurgence of energy and the way that he can defend when he gets, you know, his 94 feet, like, come on. Um, He, changes the game sometimes with his energy. Uh, but I mean, I can't give you a third star, Jerry, because I think it could be Gala, <laughs> could be, it could be Max. It could be, we yeah. saw Duncan. I think Kyle, again, just the way he orchestrates everything. It was uh, the final shot of the third quarter last mm-hmm, night. I want to mm-hmm, think mm-hmm. you watched he flattened guys out into a one four. He pointed it. He went this way, knowing Caleb was going to pop out that way. Like yep. that stuff is that stuff wins games. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Gabe, Gabe defensively has on on Brunson at the, in that first quarter when he had four points oh, when the team had fourteen right, points combined. Right. You don't think that Gabe Vincent was the attack point of that defense? Mm-hmm. Then you got to go re- watch the film. <laughs> yep. So uh, I can't. I'm not going to give a third star because right. fair enough. <laughs> out of respect for the team, I think there are so, and Dunk. Like, there's so many guys. Right. 
you can really step in and, and completely change the game, which well, makes it um, really exciting. I think that's what has made this team so special to watch thus far in the first couple of rounds. And hopefully tomorrow night we'll be talking about them punching a ticket to the Eastern Conference Finals once again. How about that? And back-to-back years and three out of four years for this franchise with a a really special core and a really special group. It's a really special broadcast anytime Amy Otterberg is on the show. You can watch her on the Heat Live post-game show after Game 6. You can listen to her on the Heat Radio Experience with Jason Jackson during Game 6. And you can enjoy everything she has to offer on Bally Sports. Amy, thank you so much for joining me on Miami Mic'd Up. Yeah, my pleasure, Jeremy. We'll, we'll see you soon and hopefully for uh, at least another month. So let's do yes. that. Yeah, let's make it happen. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Bally Sports Florida's Miami Miked Up with me, Jeremy Taché. And a special thank you to our national sponsor in Southeast Toyota. Visit your local Toyota dealers or toyota.com today and take advantage of the amazing deals on their full line of vehicles. No matter your destination, Toyota goes with you. Toyota, let's go places.